Hey everybody, welcome to the second podcast of this channel. Today we're going to be talking on the importance of having on the armor of God. And my main text is going to be Ephesians 6, 10-17, or actually 10-18. And it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand an evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So, most people most christians have probably you've probably heard this scripture and read it and probably have heard messages on it yeah, it's pretty popular uh, and I, I just want to share three points about the armor of god and why it is crucial for a believer to daily put on the armor of god It's a spiritual armor that every Christian needs because, as Ephesians says, we're in a spiritual fight. And if we don't have the armor of God on, we are not in a good place. We're going to be exposed to the enemy. So my first point is, without the armor of God, we are spiritually exposed. Verses 2 and 3 of Ephesians 6 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, we are at war with the enemy of our souls. And this world is... The world system is under the control of the devil. We can't expect to live life unalert and unprotected. You know, no soldier will go to war without some form of protection, without a uniform, without some, you know, something to cover him up. No, no smart warrior would go to war unclothed. You wouldn't even do that on a on a daily basis. Most people don't do that even in their homes. So it's no different for Christians spiritually. We are to be spiritually clothed. I really think a lot of Christians are spiritually naked because they don't have on the armor of God. They go about exposed to the enemy's schemes and they they have footholds in their life because they are not covered in the armor of God. When we're exposed to the to the enemy's attacks, we'll experience more confusion, 
irritation or easily, you know, we're unpatient with others, we're irritated with others more easily. Uh, we could experience anxiety or unrest, or we're not, you know, we're not able to sleep at night. Uh, we might experience heaviness or depression. Those are just a few examples of things that can come on us when we're not spiritually protected and we're not spiritually alert to the schemes of the devil. And then out of those things can come more division and enmity, you know, discord between family members or friends. Um, you might be, because of the irritation, you'll lash out at family or friends, and that just can hurt them and create even more problems. Um, it can cause bad decision-making, you know, more stress and more confusion can come out of that, and it can just get kind of get worse and worse. And I, I, I see a lot of Christians walking around like this. They're not covered spiritually. They don't have the full armor of God. They may, they may have part of the armor of God. You can have parts of the armor of God on you. Um, but I've seen Christians who don't have any or some of the armor of God, and they walk in defeat. They walk in anxiety constantly. They walk in, you know, they're stressed. They, they just let the devil push them around and have his way with them and their families because they haven't learned to put on the armor of God and what it looks like, what it's like to have the armor of God on and really walk in victory and how that then that's that's exactly how God wants us to walk. Point number two, how do you put on the armor of God? It's it's pretty easy, but it does take work. Verse 18 of Ephesians 6 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And I'm using the New King James Version that's my preferred version, so sorry if it's not what you're used to. But so it says praying with all perseverance and supplication in the spirit. So the first thing I would say on how to put the armor of God on is prayer. It's one of the biggest and most successful tactics of the enemy to keep a believer so busy that they can't even pray you know they get up at you know six or seven whatever even maybe earlier than that and you get straight to work you get straight to you know you eat you take a shower you go uh you know get dressed and and head off to work and you're busy 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 all day making phone calls or uh, if you're a mother or father you know uh disciplining your children or just just raising your children and so many Christians don't have, don't even take five minutes of their day to come to God and hear what he has to say for them and really get peace about the day and direction about the day. You know, Jesus had, Jesus had a faithful and extremely powerful prayer life and so much so that out of all the things that his disciples could have asked him to teach them, they asked him to teach them how to pray, and that's where we get the 
Lord's Prayer from. But it was his prayer life, there was something about his prayer life that allowed him to walk in the power and the authority that he did on the earth. He didn't he didn't walk in that power and authority as God. He walked in it as a man full of God. And he had to spend that time in prayer. There are at least two or three times that I can think of in the scripture, and one in Mark I know of, where it says that he rose early in the morning and he went out by himself and prayed. He said he went to a solitary place like hours before daylight and he went and prayed. And it was, if you look at his times of prayer, the most powerful times of ministry the next day were after those nights, those like full nights of prayer to God. And so if Jesus had to do that, why do we think that we can go even a day without praying? Praying, for me, it's, it's one of the most important parts of my day. It's a discipline you have to keep regularly. It's not something that comes easy to anybody, I don't think. It's a, something that you have to work at and you know, set an alarm to do. I have to do it, and it's one of my uh, most refreshing times of the day. I get up in the morning, and I pray, and I read scripture, and it's a necessary thing for every, every believer to walk in that power and to really, um, it makes you alert is one of the things it does. It keeps you alert, and that's what Ephesians is talking about. Another thing is when you know that God is with you and that he sees every need you have, every chore you have to do, every responsibility that you have, when you know that he sees that, and he has a plan for that, then you can just pray and give it all to him, and then you can walk in that peace, and you don't have to worry, and you don't have to stress out. Another thing that is crucial to putting on the armor of God is meditating and studying the Bible. The Ephesians, it says the word is the sword of the Spirit. The word of God is the sword of the Spirit. So if we're not in our Bible regularly, our swords are not getting sharpened and polished, and we're not practicing, we're not learning how to swing and how to thrust and how to cut, and we're not going to know how to fight. So it's so important to know the word so that when the devil throws lies at you, like, oh, you're, you're really going to mess up this one, or just... just any any lie just to trip you up to uh, kind of like psych you out or to, to tempt you to fall into sin you're gonna know that that's not god and you're gonna have the scripture to just cut that lie in half when i'm discouraged i i regularly quote joshua 1 9 which says this is what the lord says be strong and courageous do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And whenever I whenever I feel like God is not with me or that he's not in what I'm doing, I, I quote that and I know that, that wherever I go, God is with me and God is in me and that he's never going to leave me or forsake me. That's another one. Jesus said that I will never leave you or forsake you. So 2 Corinthians 6-7 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, 
so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So part of putting on the breastplate of righteousness is knowing deep within our hearts that we are righteous before God in Christ. And we have to walk in that righteousness to keep the breastplate of righteousness on. And that just means continuing to trust in the work that Jesus did to set us free from our sin and having to perform and to do the sacrifices that they did in the Old Testament. And knowing that it's not about works, it's about the grace of God that he's given us. It's Christ's righteousness on us that allows us to be righteous. And when we have that confidence, then we're carrying that breastplate of righteousness on us. So, moving on to my third point. What happens when you carry the armor of God? When a Christian has the armor of God, what does that look like? For one, just look at Jesus. If every Christian... Or even look at Paul and John, the apostle, and many of the powerful men of God that we have had. That is what it looks like. And obviously the, the number one representation and example that we have is Jesus. But what does it look like to have on all these pieces of armor, the belt of truth? the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. John 8.32 says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the belt of truth, the belt of truth is what held every other piece of armor together. It's what keep kept the sword up, you know, it keeps the the breastplate in tight. It keeps it just keeps everything together. It just locks it all together. So when you're running and when when they're you know moving around fighting, their armor wouldn't come off and swing around and that they could they're able to be agile and, and do things without trouble. So having on the belt of truth means that you know the word of God and you believe the word of God which is truth and that truth is going to set you free to do things and to be the person that God has intended you to be without the belt of truth you're like the soldier who he has armor on but his armor is loose and it's like dangling off of him and he's not going to be able to fight well he's going to be distracted and probably eventually annoyed that his armor isn't where it needs to be. And so the belt of truth sets you free to do and to be everything that God intends you to be. The breastplate of righteousness covers it covers the vital organs. It's staying covered. What it means is it's you're staying covered in the righteousness of Christ, like I mentioned a minute ago. When we stay confident of who we are in Christ, and the position that we hold in heaven, knowing that we're with Christ, sitting in heaven, then no arrow will ever be able to to get through that armor and pierce our heart and kill us spiritually. Because we, we trust in God, we trust in Christ. 2 Corinthians 6-7 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we are the righteousness 
we are righteous before God in Christ. And we have to continue to walk just knowing that we're righteous before God, that we're blameless and we're spotless. And when we do that, we're keeping on the, the breastplate of righteousness. Sometimes that's a daily thing that you have to do. If you struggle with condemning yourself or thoughts of condemnation, you just have to remind yourself that I am the righteousness of God in Christ, that I am righteous before God in Christ, that my, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. In the Shoes of Peace, Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. I love this verse, because it just, I want to walk in peace, and I know that I can walk in peace when my mind is stayed on him. You have to keep your mind on heavenly things, and not the situations around you. Remember when Peter, when they were in the boat, when the disciples were in the boat fishing, and they saw Jesus out in the water, at first they thought he was a ghost, but then Peter's like, you know, if, if you are if you are Jesus, if you are my Lord, tell me to come out and walk to you. And so he, Jesus says, you know, come. And Peter walks out, and he starts walking on water amidst the storm in the sea. But as soon as Peter looked at the waves, he got scared, and he started focusing on the waves, and he stopped believing that God had, had called him to walk where he was walking, and he, he started drowning. But and so that's that's the goal to to walk amidst the storms of life in perfect peace, knowing that God is with you and that God has called you to be and to do wherever and whatever you're doing. And when you when you walk in that peace, you change the atmosphere around you, and other people who might worry with deal with stress and anxiety will not deal with that as much when they're around you, and it'll be a witness to them that God is with you and that God can be with them and that God is a a God of peace and not stress and worry. So the next piece of armor is the shield of faith. And according to scripture, it's one of the most important pieces of the armor. It says, it says in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. In all circumstances, we should have the shield of faith up. The moment we let our shield down, the moment we become unalert and we're distracted, the, the enemy has a foothold that he can come in and pierce us with his arrow. When, you, when you're not carrying the shield of faith up, you can get hit with you know, thoughts, just act, accusing thoughts about yourself, uh, fears, worries and doubt and you'll be more tempted to to give into the sin that satan is is tempting you but you have to again be in that word meditate on the word let the word get inside of you and you'll have the shield of faith up the bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so it's by hearing the word of god speaking the word of god out there's something about speaking the word of God to yourself that is really powerful. And I think it's just that when we say something, we believe it more. When we say things and we tell ourselves things, we tend to believe them more. I just think it's, there's something powerful about that, about speaking the word of God over you and just proclaiming the word. 
Okay, and the next is the helmet of salvation. It, of course, it protects the head and the mind. The main point about the helmet of salvation, I like how Second uh, Corinthians ten five says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We have to take captive our thoughts. We can't let every thought come in and, and dictate how we live and what we say. Studies show that, on average, a person has between 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And other studies show that a large majority, about 70% of those thoughts, are negative. So it just shows you that the enemy is really trying to get our heads. He's trying to get in our heads to trick us to do things that are not God's will. And there's a, a good book uh, that Joyce Meyer wrote called Battle of the Mind. And it's all about that. So if you struggle with that, just negative thoughts, and you feel like you're always battling things, that might be a good book that you want to pick up. Okay, and the last piece of armor is the sword of the spirit. <clears throat> so not only do we need to take into captivity every thought that we have, we need to offensively, because the, the shield of faith and all those other pieces of armor are defensive to keep things from coming and hitting you. But the sword of the spirit is the weapon that you have to hit the enemy, to cut the enemy. When Jesus was in the wilderness, he used the word of God at least three times it records when Satan was tempting him to make the stones into bread and to jump off the temple and um, to surrender to him so he could, so Satan could give him all the kingdoms of the world, uh, Jesus used the scripture. He says, it is written, and he used scripture to fend off the attacks of the enemy, and he it actually made the devil leave. It says that the devil, after that, the devil left him for an opportune time. When we use the word of God, and we proclaim the word of God, and we believe it, it scares the devil away. Most Christians, I think a lot of the problems that some Christians have, they could deal with simply by proclaiming the word of God over themselves and believing it. And just that alone will scare the devil away, at least for a while. And you won't deal with so many things, so many just temptations and negative thoughts. And, you know, thoughts of defeat, thinking you can't do things. God says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. I regularly quote scripture throughout the day to stir myself up and to encourage myself. And it really does help. I, I, I love the feeling that I get and the confidence that I get and the fire and the boldness that I get when I just quote scripture to myself, either whispering or just in my mind. I'm meditating on that word. And it really is, it's, it's powerful when you do that. You become really dangerous to the enemy when you start proclaiming God's word. So that's all for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We talked about the three points, points about the armor of God, that you're exposed without the armor of God on. We talked about how to put the armor of God on by prayer and meditation and proclaiming God's word, and we talked about what it looks like, how you can walk in victory and power when you have the word of God on you. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast.
I'll try to be coming out with about two podcasts a week. So if you like these podcasts, you can put on your favorites list, and I'll see you next time.